Hello and welcome to the Poetry and Beat podcast episode 2. My name is Sam Small and these are some recordings from Tuesday night at the open mic. First up, Sean Wakeun. Hello everyone. So I'm going to be reading from my book, Sifang Vashkal. Uh, it's a book about food, restaurants, migration, Glasgow. And uh, I'm going to do the title poem first, which will hopefully explain a bit, bit more about it. So this is Sifan, Glasgow, and it's about my first morning in Glasgow. The megabus got in late. About 7 a.m. It was supposed to be 6.30. It was a typically windy day, but I didn't know that then. This was going to be it. My new life in a new city. Exciting. Not knowing where I was going, I zombied into the nearest pret. Nothing else seemed open at the time, and I ordered a filter coffee, a croissant, and a banana. Then I sat by the window thinking about being a kid again, sitting in my room writing stupid rhymes for fun, hearing that familiar evening shout of, Ashawan! Stefan La! Meaning, your food is ready. As soon as I would leave my room, I would smell it. Freshly steamed rice or vegetables with oyster sauce or a pie crisping up in the oven. Don't you miss that? The eagerness. The hunger, the sense of mystery, the not knowing exactly what would be waiting for you on the table, but knowing that whatever it was, it was going to be delicious. No, 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 don't. don't. That's just like the appetizer, you know? You don't like applaud an appetizer. Um, Maybe we should. Yeah, maybe. No, no, I'm I'm fucking hell. Now I feel like proper awkward. uh, right, let's, let's ignore everything that just happened in the last few seconds and move on. Uh, so this next one is a poem for my grandparents who I grew up with. Uh, they were very important to me. They migrated from Hong Kong to the UK in the 50s and opened Chinese takeaways. Um, and they lived here most of their lives. Um, but still, they never really grasped English. Um, so this is a poem for them. I tried to imagine once what it would be like living over half your life without being fluent in the local language. How much more intelligent you would have to become things such as social cues and body language at reading expressions more times correctly than incorrectly. If you failed well, then the consequences could be... All my life I thought I had a slick imagination for that sort of thing. Even as a kid I'd flick through the world atlas, looking up faraway places and think about what life may be like over there, what kind of food they might eat, what language they might speak, if there would be anyone there who'd look like me. And meanwhile, down the road at the front desk of the spring bamboo, they would sit together at the same time every day in a calm silence, thinking about inconsequential things, but doing so in their own language. And there would be no need for any words, because she knew that he had already put the right change in the till. And he knew that she had already flicked the switch in the fryers from the circle diagram to the one-line diagram. And they both knew that in a few minutes' time they would unlock the front door together before flipping that plastic sign from the red side, reading closed, to the blue side, reading open. 
Sean's been coming to Indie for a very long time and it is an absolute pleasure to have him on the podcast. Sean's new collection, Sick Fan Glasgow, is out with the Verb Poetry Press and you can buy a copy from verbpoetrypress.com. Shelto Mel is up next, I think. Mel found out about the night through the Scribblers Union, which is an online writing workshop hosted by Kevin Gilday. Lots of people have been writing more or for the first time through the Scribblers Union, and it's always a pleasure to catch them at the open mic. Also, I believe it was Mel's 50th birthday the other night, so a big happy birthday to Shelto Mel. Um, I'm going to focus on my huge eye breath. I'll introduce myself first of all. My name is Shelto Mel. And I've been uh, doing this thing uh, called Headspace. Just, I got it free through my work and I was like, I'll give it a wee try. So every morning I'm getting up early and then I'm sitting there focusing my huge eye breath. (sighs) Meditating my tits off. Yes, so since uh, if anyone was here last time I was uh, here, I'm, I'm going to try and be a bit more chilled. Right? I'll try, but I'll probably not. I'll probably just like the vibe right up. But anyway, yes, I'm that mother, the one with the funk, the one with enough tunes in the back of her trunk. A visual explosion from the funk that time forgot. Dissect the track, rewind it back like human dot to dot. Addicted to Red Bull, but gave that shit up. Didn't want no bull semen filling up my cup. Shambolic shamanism, shame on me. Fucking up financially, fornicating free. <laughs> Devastating delirious. Oops, wait a minute. I don't want to break my shit or kick that dog. Dancing around for days. Atrociously abstract, oh shit. For the power to amaze. Paved the way, saved the day, made the suckers hair turn grey. Broke the mold, truth I told. Never ever was controlled. Mothers, daughters, sisters, find yourself belief. Embrace your spirit, raise your soul, save yourself some grief. Ladies lift up and build those babies strong. Last time I did this ride, there was a speaker there and I was standing there like a thing that was Bono and I fucking nearly fell off the stage. So I'm like, I'll not do that again. But anyway, we were just rewind. <laughs> Ladies lift up and build those babies strong. The two will become mothers, your words will live on. Wee willy winky winking at me, he's actually a wanker from Merrily. Got an ego the bigger than the size of his dick. Doesn't even realise he's a humongous prick. A silent assassin attacking the page. Internal dialogue will engage. All seeing eye through a pair of neck curtains. You're fooling no one. I see your inner workings. Perpetrating a fraud in so many levels. You are the coffee in a bag of devils. Leaving a bad taste wherever you go. Slowly sucking up my mojo. Dick my name. Dick my nature. Dictating my mood. Whether I love or hate you. My roots in the magic faraway tree. Ain't it blighting got nothing on me. My words are bleeding, can't you see? I'm the... Motherfuck, high priestess lady. I'm the Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
of emotion. Toxic boss chick, explosion. Masturbating, triple threat and waiting, not mad hating, just saying. <sighs> not mad hating. Woman. Not mad hating. Woman. <laughs> right. I need to get some water. Hang on, me. That's my water. <laughs> so yeah. Also, I'm feeling quite distraught. Look, look how sad I am. Do you want to know why? Because on Friday, I'm going to be fucking 50. <laughs> this fucking happen. <laughs> Megan Janet is our first American on the podcast, I believe. She's currently in Glasgow doing a PhD in creative writing at the University of Glasgow. Okay, this is another old one that, I don't know, I was feeling this today. So um, in America, we have this drug called Lexapro, which is an antidepressant. I'm not sure exactly what the UK equivalent is, but I used to take Lexapro and I hated it, so I wrote this poem about it. It's called Lexapro on Ice. Lexapro tastes best over ice with a splash of Knob Creek bourbon, please, no rye. Baby, if it's cold outside, drop it in a hot toddy, or if you're really brave, take it neat like the good old boys do behind closed corner office doors. That'll really put some hair on your chest. Oh, and make sure you have some clonidine on hand for when the twitching starts in about a week electric jolts and lightning bolts throughout your lower 48 limbs. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, say that five times fast. What it feels like to fold your psyche safely into a saran wrap cocoon, and now, because life doesn't feel quite right on mute, introduce yourself to Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny, the four horsemen of my 21st century soul apocalypse. My brothers kept close at hand should Miss Psyche miss the danger of a breeze under open wings and find herself pressing her face up against the sticky plastic of her chemical cage. That's it. <laughs> Megan's first poetry collection is Conversations With Myself. It's out now with Speculative Books. Which reminds me, now is time for our sponsor, Speculative Books. Speculative Books is a publishing company based in Glasgow. They publish poetry and novellas. If you would like a book of poetry sent directly to you, you can subscribe at www.speculativebooks.net forward slash subscribe. And that's one book sent to your door every month, free postage and packaging, cancelable at any time, and if you use the code PODCAST, that's PODCAST, all one word, then you can have your first month absolutely free. Isn't that wonderful? A free month just by going to www.speculativebooks.net slash subscribe. Incredible. Henry Bell is another spec book poet um, but that's not all he is. He's also editor-in-chief at Gutter Magazine. His newest collection, The Inner Circle, is all about Glasgow and it's available from Stuart Rhubarb Press. Hey, yeah? 
Um, thanks very much for asking me back, Sam. Um, I'm going to read uh, a couple of poems about environmental collapse and then some poems about the pandemic. So, it'll be fun. Uh, I put out this wee pamphlet with spec books that Sam makes last year, and it was lovely doing it. And it's called The Last Lochen, and this is the poem called The Last Lochen. The winter's wind is hot this Feb and strangely from the south And a final small red grouse has crawled into its mouth Picking up its feathered hump and getting feathered fat Before it turns cocoon, then butterfly, then bat To see at once the lustrous, lustrous details of the scene The loch itself a lochin now and ever shrinking green Is glad to have our hands placed gently in its heart To hold us as we hold it and force the world apart the grouse is fearful thirsty now and heaving heavy sighs To answer that we question should we mourn or organize The heat has killed the swans so arms at least no more are broken And soon it melts us all just as a final word is spoken Please, as Scotland slumps into a dried up lochen of its own And our oil rigs and first ministers are finally alone Um, this is a poem I wrote uh, on what was the hottest day ever in Motherwell. Um, but then after I wrote the poem, uh, it there was a, a report on it. It turned out it wasn't the hottest day ever in Motherwell. Uh, an ice cream van had been idling next to the weather station. So, but, but still, it's the spirit of the thing. It's called, On the Day We Destroyed the World, I Ate a Peach. On the day we destroyed the world, I ate a peach and threw away a wooden toothbrush that I had bought to save the planet, but which irritated my gums. On the day we destroyed the world, I took the train a single stop, walked 7,892 steps, according to my phone, threw away a yogurt, some bacon, and an avocado from Greece, Denmark, and Peru. On the hottest day ever in Motherwell, I thought about capitalism and about having a child. On the hottest day ever in Glasgow, I watched an advert for a Chillmax cooling pillow. I coveted a Chillmax cooling pillow. I thought about setting fire to the parliament, then coming home to rest on my Chillmax cooling pillow. The Glasgow Science Centre began to melt into the Clyde on the hottest day ever in Curiat, on the hottest day ever in Belfast, on the hottest day ever in Montreal. I thought about capitalism and about having a child on the day we destroyed the world. Thank you. Right, that's, that's the end of the world, and this is on to the pandemic. Um, in, the, in the second lockdown, uh, my best pal got married, and uh, I got to be like the only person that went, which was great, because it was the only way that my best pal's wedding could be more about me, which is... Um, so uh, I wrote a poem, and inevitably the poem turned out not just to be about me, but to be about what I was wearing to her wedding. So this is that. The only shirt I iron for Sarah and Tickle. The only shirt I iron is on its way to govern Old Kirk again. I've twisted it up, emptied the pocket of confetti and wrung out a christening. I've hung it up on the pulley, pressed the news into it and laid it out for a funeral. It has sung and gathered and shared the smell of the subway, warm and newly stale. Today it is at your wedding, outside this Viking cathedral, standing before a minister as the Clyde rushes on its way from the Nile to the Lagan. Stopping only to soak up a little tonic wine and joy in the graveyard. Thank you.
this poem's called um, Saturday Night Lockdown in the Town. Ideas hooves on Jamaica Street ring all the way around to Central Station like a marching band outside the classic grand where punks and pornos are replaced by quiet night after quiet night and a board nailed across a window. In the gutter, the gulls have swapped spilt chips for famished rats and Four Corners is devoid of even a solitary goth. No night bus is crawling or creeping home. Its snail trail of vomit has vanished, reflecting no stars. Weeshed, the whole city's sleeping now, just the glint of a galaxy of shoulder bottles. Glens, Grouse, OVD and Grants stand sentry on each junction box, whispering their anxious messages to Eldorado tonic wine. There's only those passed out in doorways to suggest any people ever come this way, just those poor souls staying out of the hospitals, following each departed generation down and sharing the warmer nights with the light-headed deer, hungry gulls and rats and bottles of cheap drink. Fancy restaurants are closed, the lobsters say in the sit. The lobsters stay in the sea. The great city wall of the M8 is keeping all those with homes away. And from the tap of the tune to the broomy law, all those department stores and office blocks quietly shift and creak and settle, palaces of capital gathering dust. Thank you to all our poets. Thank you to our sponsor and thank you to you. I will see you next Tuesday for episode three.